everybody. Welcome to Show Me the Movie Podcast. I'm Jess, and with me is... This is Matt. Good it's intro. Ep- it's episode intro, 50. Whoa. Nifty 50. Whoa, cool. I'm getting a spam call right now. Hold on one sec. All right, close that. Go, yeah. <laughs> good good way cool. to start us off. Today, we've got a pretty cool episode, I think. I-M-O. We're yep, doing... In your humble opinion. I-M-H-O. We're doing Actors Under 30, because it's a thing. And then we're going to talk about our book club book, the best movie uh-huh. year ever, about the movies that were made in 1999. I'm excited for that. I, I, You read the book a couple weeks ago, and I read it, I finished it two days ago, so it's going to be a good talk. Yeah, so Stay as Christine tuned. always gives me grief for, I will not remember anything, because <laughs> I read a book, and then the next day I don't remember a single thing I read. So there's something wrong with my brain, but yeah, I'll do my best to keep up here. But I did read it. Are you I read like it in a like five days? What kind of learner are you? Is it about I'm, like I'm not a learner. <laughs> That's <laughs> the problem. <laughs> we'll always go to trivia, and the question will be like, "Who invented the steam-powered engine?" And I'll be like, "Oh no, don't worry, guys. I just finished a book about this guy and his invention of the steam-powered <laughs> engine. That was a whole book, and his name was um, uh." Uh, never mind. Yeah, I mean, you. there's a precedent for this, I think, because we grew up in a small town, so, like, not too many roads, and you don't know the name of any of them. Well, I can't remember numbers. I'm also not great with names. What was the name of the road you grew up on? I grew up on Brown's Road. <laughs> yeah, good for you. What about my road? Uh, yeah. Did it have the word hill in it? <laughs> no. Or it's a synonym ridge? for hill. Mountain? Summit. Summit. Summit Road. Not going to give our, our addresses here, but yeah, you don't know what town we grew up in. Um, I had steak for lunch, <laughs> so I feel powered. Nice. You know, sometimes some when you have like hummus. a lot of protein and you're just like keyed in, it's like doing speed. Yeah, I don't eat steak, so I, I think I would just have a stomachache. Oh, yeah, well, I don't have a stomachache. I feel good. <laughs> yeah, we don't eat a lot of meat. Yep. We don't, so. I feel spry, just like a young for, person. Like speak, a young person, not like we're of. 50 here. Speaking of, so I think what spurred my desire to have a podcast about actors under the age of 30 is not necessarily because they're having a renaissance, although they may be, hashtag thesis, but because (laughs) I just saw Booksmart, the directorial debut of Olivia Wilde, and yeah, we talked about it on our last pod, and I followed up. And I saw it. And you had a, you like tried to see it, right? Uh, I think I'm going to see it tonight, actually. But we had a, we had a little bit of an experience. We um, got some tickets to the movie and we got to the theater and there were a lot of people outside and we're like, wow, there's an awful lot of people outside here. It's going to be crowded. I wonder what's going on. We we're, were thinking maybe it was because Toy Story had come out or something. And then we found out that the fire alarm was going off inside. So the entire theater had been evacuated. It was a broken water main and then they closed for the night. So got some free ticket vouchers, but we did not get to see Booksmart. But I did go and see John Wick 3 at 9.20 in the morning yes. on a Thursday, because that's a thing that you can do when you work in a public school and it's the summer. Yeah, when you're right, you're right. It made me, like when you're telling me the story about how you couldn't see the movie, you couldn't see Booksmart because of problems, it made me think about how multiple times, I don't think this is uncommon, but multiple times while I've been watching a movie, it's shut off, and then I've had to leave because they couldn't get it to work again. Yeah. In this case, they're like, it's safe to be inside the theater, but if there was a fire, the sprinkler system wouldn't work. So in that way, it's not really safe to be inside the theater. They use some term like it's unprotected. It's like, okay. 
So we just went and got Thai food. It was it was great. Nice. And then we watched Always Be My Maybe. Oh yeah, I heard that was pretty good. It was cute. Yeah. I like Ali cute. Wong. I liked it. the acting was like okay. The story was very predictable, but the people were all just kind of like fun. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, cool. It was good. So, yeah, I saw Booksmart. It was excellent. There were a lot of young actors because it's a high school film. It was really funny. It was positive. It was fairly easygoing. And there were teenage lesbians in it. Cool. Yeah, it was it was great. Bases loaded. Yeah, basically. Nice. Yeah, they hit some home runs. And it really had the who's who of young actors. And so that's sort of why it, what got me thinking about this. And I don't know how you want to do it. Do you want to do like our top five or you just want to kind of talk in general about these? Do kiddos? a top five. I haven't rank ordered my, my. I have a list five. of like yeah. 17 and they're not ranked. So. Oh, wow. You, once again, you've outdone yourself. I have six and they're all just basically like, I just Googled like best 30 actors and looked at, or actors yeah. under 30 and then picked out like my six favorite off of the list. I was doing um, some research for this podcast because I had to take Jessie to the walk-in clinic. She has a rash all over her body. So oh, no. It's getting treated. Okay. Well, but I good. had some time in the waiting room. So I, good, good. I just researched young actors. Yeah, something to do. Yep. Um, yeah, I, my, my issues were that I, I, don't think I, ha- I don't think I picked out any that are like people that most people haven't heard of. Or, um, so I don't have any where it's like, oh my gosh, I got a real beat on this guy. You got to keep an eye on him. He's going to blow up. These are people well, that are That's really famous. hard to do with young actors. I think. Yeah, but like both of those um, young ladies in uh, Booksmart, like, you know, they're, they're going to keep making really funny movies. Yeah, They've done it true. before. And um, I should also mention, I just <laughs> recently watched a movie, the movie Hereditary. I know I'm I'm late late to get on the bus yeah, I here. Saw that. Uh, you saw that? Yeah, that was that was insane. I told you that I saw a remake of the Italian movie Suspiria. Suspiria was like a nine, and then at the end it was an eleven in insanity. And um, <laughs> Hereditary was like a six to seven, and then the end it became a nine. Yeah, um, Hereditary so. really jumped up at the. At yeah. the end, literally. Is that is that the director who has that um, Midsummer movie coming out I where they go to so. see the yeah. cult in the Scandinavia? Yeah, I don't and know. The, I'm kind of interested. The dude who did Suspiria also directed Call Me by Your Name, right? Yes, and he's a French guy, right? Uh, I think he's Italian. Um, um, IMDb is saying that there is a Call Me by Your Name sequel in the works, which seems. Nobody needs that. Yes, this guy is Italian. His name is Luca Guadagnino. Luca Guadagnino. I wow, that's that's, yeah, that's a mouthful. Me, that's the call me by your name. So guy. yeah, he did call me by your name, Suspiria, and nothing much. Oh, that that's a bigger splash movie. I didn't see that. But well, speaking so of call me by your name, Timothy Chalamet is on my list. He is so young for how many list. movies he's been in. He's only twenty-three. Yeah. And Dune is going to count as four oh. movies. And he's really, I'd say, more than any other young actor right now, he's, like, tracking to be the next Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, he's not as attractive as Leonardo DiCaprio was, though. Mm, that's, in terms of, like, heartthrob, no. Because he's not blonde. He's just, yeah, and he's he's got a kind of a funny-shaped head and body. He's much gayer. Um, yeah, is, he's not, is, he, is he bisexual or? I don't know. They're all pretty Well, wait, is that a Gender Is that adjusted and, for inflation, gay or? <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's adjusted for inflation. He's not gayer. <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, because Leonardo DiCaprio was like two percent gay, but now 
I feel like being like 20% gay is just the equivalent. Is is the equivalent. So yeah. I don't know, but he might be more than 20% gay. But in anyway, terms, good for him. In terms He's of like things. his trajectory, he did a drug movie, Beautiful Boy, and Leo DC did um, Basketball, Basketball Diaries. Yep. He's done a romantic movie, which Leo didn't really have a young one besides for Titanic, but Titanic was more about icebergs and boats. No, it wasn't Titanic actually. was it's romance. Titanic was a romance movie with an iceberg problem. <laughs> yeah, <true>. <laughs> not <laughs> the other way around. It really did have an iceberg I mean, problem. Um, it was like two hour, two and a half hours of romance and thirty minutes of iceberg. Oh, there was so yeah. much more than that. Yeah. yeah, I guess there was kind of a while after that started. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Dune Check is the off. equivalent of for Leo. I feel like Leo didn't really have a big action movie as a young man. And he did, like, The Beach, which is kind of dystopian. But I think Dune is going to be a lot bigger than that. Yeah, I was thinking The Beach, too, but definitely not. Yeah, that's that's more of, like, a society drama. Yeah. And uh, Dune I mean, is just crazy sci-fi shit. Dune is a society drama, but they it's cranked true. up. <laughs> cranked way up. Oh, man, I'm so excited. It should be cool. Denny really is the man. So right now, Timothy Chalamet is probably, like, number one on my list. But I don't know. It's close. I think the the Game of Thrones ladies are close behind him in terms of, like, exposure and options for for parts coming up. Like, particularly Sophie Turner. I I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I don't really follow any of them. But I would say this about Timothy Chalamet. I feel like because he's gotten into the game fairly recently he's he's like the only person on my list i would say who has not been in a bad a movie that i would say is bad mm. um, i'm looking down he started with short films tv movies don't count he had a uh, nice little oh, part he was in, in uh... homeland oh really was he the I didn't son know that. finn walden was yeah, that the son i think that's or... the son holy crap i had no idea because he was in eight episodes of Home. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Um, men, women, and children I haven't seen. But I'm saying, I'm talking about like a flop. So I'll give you an example. I have Nicholas Holt, mm. but he's been in some bad, like I love Nicholas Holt, and he's been in some amazing movies and played some amazing roles, like in The Favorite. But he was also in, he's in some pretty bad like X-Men movies, and he's done some kind of like teeny bopper crap. His work in The Favorite was fine work. That was oh, he's amazing. fine yeah. work. That that's the kind of this kind of stuff he does. Did you know that Tim Lee Chalamet was in Interstellar as fifteen year old Tom? I saw that recently, and he had a really good uh, more. He had a bit part in um, Hostiles, and he played a French guy because he's kind of oh, French, and it was kinda. pretty awesome. Doesn't speak French. Though, dies right? immediately. I think he, he does. did spend a lot of time in France as I think a kid. He, I think he speaks French. Yeah. In Hostiles, dies huh. just instantly. The way that French people like the way that. Europeans can't survive in the American West. He does yeah, I still want to see that. I've, I've, so I've heard good, good things. Oh, but great. yeah, so he has a bunch of movies I've never really heard of. And then he was like, he did little parts in like Interstellar and stuff like that. And then lots of things I've never heard of. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, call me by your name, boom. And then Hot Summer Nights, which was not good, but he was good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, then Lady Bird. Host- oh, there it is. Hostiles. Beautiful Boy. And like that's all he's that's all he's done. So he just he came out of nowhere. He didn't he didn't take like I don't know small parts in bad movies. Well, I think it's Although kind of some about, of these I don't know what they are, but it really is about good acting. Like I think Nicholas Holt has probably evolved quite a bit as an actor, and like maybe it's because he started younger, or I don't know why. But like yeah. Timothy Chalamet is just really good at acting. 
Yeah, so, like, it's I also, very helpful I don't know that he's done if you also make good stuff, choices. Though. Yeah, that's true. He's kind of like, he's so far, I guess, and I, I mean, I, I don't think Dune is going to be any different. He's going to be kind of like a, a whiny little child prince. Yeah. But, um, like Lady Bird, Hot Summer Nights, Call it's, Me By Your Name. It is a similar he's, character. Beautiful boy, exactly the same. So yeah. we'll have to see. He'll have, he has to play a, a bad guy or something. It's crazy. So the, there is um, a romantic, like a love interest in Beautiful Boy, Timothy Chalamet's love interest. Like she's a, they're both drug addicts. She is the main character in Booksmart. Talk about good That's acting. Really... I had no idea it was her because like her character yeah. is so different. Um, oh wow. And yeah, she was she was good in Beautiful Boy, although like very she played a very desperate, sad character. But I was like, oh, she can really act because like I had no idea it was her. Wow, what is her name? Caitlin Dever. She's only 22. Yeah. It's crazy. They're so young. So I was really impressed by her. She was so fucking funny and book smart. I couldn't stand it. She's not even on the first page of uh, of the cast for. Um, well, I don't for, think she's uh, done much else besides like Beautiful well, no, Boy was her biggest her... part before Booksmart. Right. I think. Yeah. She's just not even on the the cast list um, on the first page of it. She played um, Lauren, I think. I don't know. Um, I trust you. Yeah, that was a good movie. That was good acting. I liked it. Uh, yep, right, Timothy Chalamet. Um, I got the uh, the magnificent Saoirse Ronan. How old is she? She is 25. Wow, she seems so much older. Yeah, Saoirse like inertia. I mean, she's like, if if Timothy Chalamet is Leo DC, she's got like Kate Winslet trajectory going on. Because she's yeah, already done a, like a Oscar-nominated movie where she was the main character in Brooklyn. Well, and as well with um Lady Bird, yeah. yeah. So um yeah, she's doing a lot of stuff. She's doing a lot more of that like the the British period stuff. Mm-hmm. She's doing a little bit of like a Kira Knightley career mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. She got a little name recognition, then she and then now she's doing like the high art kind of stuff, I think. Like, I like she it. wrote uh, or she was in that movie on Chesil Beach. I didn't see. I've read the book because I like the the author. I've read a lot of his stuff, but um, the book is so boring that I I couldn't bring myself to watch the movie. But I mean, imagine there being a movie with. Oh no, I thought uh, I thought what's his name, uh, redhead from Harry Potter was in that. Uh, Ron Weasley. The, uh, the brother of Ron Weasley, I think. Fred um, George. Uh, you know the famous one whose dad is an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don, he played. Dom, he played Donald Bill. Gleason. Donald Gleason. Yeah, he played Bill yeah. in. Uh, Did you know? Harry I was just I was just listening to a podcast and they were interviewing. Um, that guy, and his name is pronounced Donal. Donal? Yeah, no, I think it's D-O-M-N-H-A-L-L. A lot but of silent much, consonants in much, that word. Much like Saoirse Ronan, yeah. <laughs> if you're Irish, it's all just out the window. Irish people um, just are like, we're going to do whatever. D-O-M-H-N-A-L-L. Ooh, Donal? And so there's an N in there, but it's way after a bunch of consonants. <laughs> <laughs> so Donald, yeah, it sounded like if you just were saying Donald without the D, but yeah, had no idea. So anyway, Sir Sharonin, also wild spelling. It's like if you pronounce it phonetically, it'd be like Suarez. Yeah, There's three vowels in a row. That's too many. There's three vowels in a row. None of them are an E, and it makes an E sound. Or maybe a U sound, but none of them are an E or a U. I feel like well, having a crazy name in acting is just best. It's the best way to do it. Like Maisie Williams, that's a weird-ass name. She kills it. Yeah, Maisie Williams. She's Maisie in Game Williams. of Thrones, is that right? Yeah, she plays uh, Arya. 
in Game of Thrones. Um, speaking of funny Irish names, then we can move on. But um, it, I didn't realize that C I L L I A N was Killian until we, you and I, went to oh, yeah. uh, Ireland, and I was like, huh. I'm guessing that because there's a place called Killian and a beer called Killian and a person named Cillian, that they're probably actually all Killian. They're all Killian. I mean, they are I, spelled differently. The beer and oh yeah, I bet they, are... I bet they, I bet they anglicized it for yeah. us. Yeah. So, so people weren't all calling it. Can I? Can Cillian? I get a pint of Cillian? Cillian. Can I get a pint of Cillian? Cillian, please. I don't know. I'd buy it. Oh, it tastes like shit, so I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. It's a bit Swarcy. Swarcy Ronan. All right. Who else you got? I'm just gonna uh, let you yeah. go through your list because I don't have oh, the top okay. five. All right. I got. I got that guy. I got Sir Sharonan. I put a. I put Elle Fanning on here because mm. I feel like something's happening all of a sudden. Is she coming back? I mean, she had a moment. Well, so I think that she's um, she's on this thing where, uh, what's her name, um, the daughter of the guy who did The Godfather. Sofia Coppola? Yeah. Um, Sofia Coppola is basically, I think, whatever she directs, she just makes sure that um, Elle Fanning is in it, is what it seems like now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't like all um, Sofia Coppola movies, but... I think she's got a movie coming out where she's going to be doing like a British accent, uh, Teen Spirit. Um, is she going to be British in that? I don't know. I, I, th- I think she is. And yeah, it seems like she's just like taking some risks. So I don't know. I'm kind of interested. It's crazy how yeah. young Dakota Fanning still is, her sister. Dakota Fanning? How old is Dakota Fanning? Yes. Well, so Elle Fanning is 21. Dakota Fanning is noted child actor. Guess right. how old she is now. Uh, 20, 28? 25. Whoa. Wow. I mean, yeah. she had, like, her thing when she was, I guess, like, 10. So, right. yeah, it yeah, was, like, like mid-2000s. Man, man on Fire and, uh, she and, um... the World. Or the World. <laughs> the Wind is Blowing Towards the Storm. That is weird. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, I'm not sure what it is. I haven't seen a lot of movies with... Oh, no, she was in a Woody Allen movie. Man. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, Timothy Chalamet is in that too. Uh, he said something about it, right? Did he donate money or something? I to, don't know, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I like Elle Fanning like, a lot. She's the one I, I would say of this list. I haven't seen many of the movies she's in, but I mean, she was she was good in Super Eight, and and like re- you know, for her age, like a really good chi- good child acting in Super Eight. Although I guess she was probably like 20 playing a 13-year-old. Yeah. Uh, the only – um oh, no, that, Super 8 was 2011, so that was a while ago. She was legitimately young. Um, yeah. I recently saw The Beguiled. It was terrible. Um, oh, yeah? Sofia Coppola, as you say. Uh, but she was very good in that. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, Sofia Coppola kind of does a thing that I don't always or usually care for. But, I don't think anyone likes um, it. Yeah, I mean, someone must like it because she's got like you know Nicole Kidman in all her movies, or not all of her movies, but uh, she's she still a, gets she's to a work nice person. Famous people, yeah, I'm sure she's lovely. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, yeah, I, I don't know. That's I guess that's my that's my wild card on the list. I like it. Um, I'll keep board. moving. Yeah. Um, you might be surprised to know. You actually won't be surprised to know because I'm sure you know this. Brie Larson is under thirty. What? Oh, you are surprised to know. I did not know that. Oh my. Brie Larson God. is on my list. She's she's just so fantastic, and she's under thirty. Is she twenty nine? I mean, like she's she's twenty nine. Yeah. Born in nineteen eighty nine. 
Wow. But yeah, I would not have guessed that I'm younger than or that I'm older than Brie Larson. Wise but beyond I her years, I must say. Yeah, her her real name is Brianne Sidonier de Saulnier. Is she she's American though, right? I think so. Yeah, let me see where. I can't she's believe she's from. under thirty. Yeah, she's under thirty. She was born in Sacramento, the Big Sac. Big Sac. And she, yep, she was born Brianne Sidonier. Desaulnier, and I'm not going to go and try to figure out why, so... Oh, her father's French-Canadian, just kidding. Oh, that's why. Oh, that's her parents bad. were homeopathic chiropractors, which wow. doesn't... I don't know what that means. What do you just rub, <laughs> crack people's backs with <laughs> microbeads? The chamomile. Yeah, okay, that's right, cool. Cool. So, anyway, Brie Larson, she's great. Uh, oh, I man. still haven't seen the superhero movie that she... I have she not was. either. I want I'm, to. Yeah, I, I just want to see her doing it, doing did it you, up. Did you see the other one, the new Dark uh, World Avengers Endgame? No, I, I did not. It took me a while to fish it out of my brain there, but I did it. Yeah, that, I heard it was very long. Yeah, I'm not interested. I, I mean, I'll see it the way that I've expressed uh, how I can watch these movies, which is in many sittings across multiple days. But yeah, um, so I guess. Brie Larson looks like she like wrote and directed this thing for Amazon Unicorn Store or for mm, Netflix. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. looks real, really bad. Yeah, really, really bad, really but stupid. It looks she's like she's trying it. to be like. Yeah, that's true. You can earn you can earn the right to do something bad and stupid, but mm-hmm. but should you should never you stop do. to think about whether you should? I it mean, looks her, like if her parents were homeop- homeopathic chiropractors, how do you make good decisions? Yeah, she's been pretty norm core otherwise. <laughs> yeah. But it looks it looks like garbage. Yeah, that's fair. It looks like some French New Wave Netflix garbage. Uh but French Canadian yeah. New Wave Matt. French Canadian. French Canadian. So she's um yeah, I'll watch almost anything she does. Oscar winner uniform store. Oscar winner Brie Larson. It is interesting. She was in Short Term Twelve, a movie that I know you like, and a lot of young actors came out of that. Oh, who else was in that? Some of the other actors in Short Term 12, besides for Brie Larson, were Caitlin Dever, ah. uh, Rami Malek, Lakeith oh, yeah, Stanfield, and that, those are the only people I know. Wow, that was it. Yeah, that was a springboard. I think Rami Malek is over the age of 30. Yeah, he's 38. Jesus what? Christ. Well, he wouldn't be on my list anyway. He's no. the worst. Yeah, all right. Let's move on. Who's next for you? Yep. Um. Oh, my cat bit me. Uh, sorry, I have Nicholas. <laughs> I have Nicholas Holt on my list mm, yeah, okay. uh, because he's he's been doing some interesting stuff. He's also done some bad stuff. His work um, in The Favorite was probably one of my favorite performances of this year, along with all of favorite, favorite all of the women in The Favorite, all favorites. Yeah, he was he was amazing. Yeah. Uh, he might have been my favorite favorite. When they were throwing uh, fruit at that naked guy <laughs> indoors, it, I was like, "This is the best thing I've yeah. ever seen." Gotta throw that fruit at the naked guy indoors. Oh my God. He was he was the little kid on the um, the weatherman, and then he yep. and he was in uh, he was the kid in about a boy. Yep, he's a right? cutie pie. He was really so, cute when he was a little kid. Right. So that's like what I was talking about before. He was a, a child actor, so he cannot be held responsible for. Some of the decisions he's made, although I will say recently, I mean, Dark Phoenix, he obviously signed a contract. I heard that it was garbage, that uh, X-Men movie that just came out. And then yeah. Tolkien just didn't really seem like that's a movie that needed to be made. Maybe it's good. I, I don't know anything about it. but um, Sometimes British didn't... people just do that kind of thing, though. To, like, show 
how awesome British it's like history is. They like respect their history so much that they just make movies that they know nobody will see and aren't very good just to have it in the record, you know? Yeah, yeah. Put it fair. in the ledger. He did what he had to do. But yeah, so considering that he's been in X-Men Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix made a movie about the young life of Tolkien, Jack the Giant Slayer, considering all these things, the fact that he's on my list says... You know, I see something in the boy. I I'm see something sure in the boy. He was in Skins. I think almost every British actor that's like in their mid twenties right now also was in Skins, which was like a very popular British um, TV show, which basically just had like a bunch of seventeen-year-olds having sex with each other. Oh, fun! Um, he was in Warm Bodies, which is great. Yeah, great it was movie. a good film. I like that. Zombie, zombie romance yep. movie. I liked um, it. And he was amazing in Mad Max Fury Road. Oh yeah. Um, the reason that I put him on the list also is because I just watched a, um, I just watched an interview or I just listened to a podcast where they interviewed him and he seems like just a fantastic human being, just absolutely fantastic. He's hilarious, and uh, a lot of the people on my list are people that I, I feel like would be fun to hang out with, and I feel like that's important to be to becoming a, a good, successful, famous actor yeah. because people want to work with you and you have like a personality that um, that lends itself to being. Uh, like you know attractive to watch yep. i feel like such young british so. actors really do the best job of that that remind that brings me to like Maisie williams and sophie turner the two game of thrones women they are 22 and 23 respectively sophie turner's 23 Maisie williams 22 and they're just like so pleasant although i'm a little nervous about sophie turner because she just married a jonas brother and it's always yeah. like why would a british woman marry an american man that's a little weird i mean there's there's American people that are fine, but I don't know. They go to charm school, right? <laughs> That's probably why they're so nice. <laughs> I mean, the Jonas Brothers seem like kind of a bunch of dumbasses, but... Um, I mean, she's I mean, 23, like, so, like, good for her if this lasts, but, you know. Yeah, he, he might be cool. Maybe he's, maybe he's a cool Jonas brother. Sure. They might, be, they might be nice guys. I don't know. I don't know why you need to get married that young if you're a famous movie star. Yeah, just sow your oats. I mean, you're going to have the opportunity to just, like date famous athletes if you want yeah why wouldn't spread you do that your, spread your seed across the fair green aisles <laughs> that's it i don't know i just like maybe like a tennis player for like a couple of years or something yeah i think tennis players are mostly d-bags yeah but you know if you're just dating them i guess yeah maybe she maybe she just loves the jonas brother and you yeah, should that's stop fair. judging you know her what? judging you know her love you're right matt i hope th i wish them the best um, love is love. But she's getting tons of press for the because of the new uh, X-Men movie. She had a full spread in the um, New York Times Arts and Leisure section two weeks ago. Well, apparently that movie sucks. Yeah, but, like, her exposure is good. I nobody, guess, yeah. But nobody expects those movies to be good. So if they're bad, they're like, well, well you know, that's life. Hmm. That's part of our life now. Is There have been good X-Men movies. Book. Yeah, but not for a long time. Yeah, I don't know. First class was good, right? That was it was good. Yeah, first of the new ones. Yep. Um, and uh, Logan is good. I mean, I know it's not like it's not like a X Men ensemble, but Lo yeah, I mean, Logan was was good for a superhero movie. Who was the kid uh, in that? There was a kid in that, right? A main character was a kid. Google it. Oh, Laura Daphne Keen. She's young. She's only fourteen. She's not worth talking about yet. All right. All right. Who else is on your list? I like I like Tom Holland again. Oh yeah. With the whole like him seeing seeming like a really fun fun person, 
Man, there are not a lot of Americans on my list. Nah, it's uh, tough for Americans. I have yeah. a couple. I have a couple. There are a, quite a few um, Americans in Booksmart that I'll talk about. But yeah, yeah like not a lot of Americans. Bring back our jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just Brie Larson and Timothy Chalamet, I guess, and she's of French Canadian provenance. And he's like pretty French, also. Yeah, he seems. Yeah, he spent a lot of time in France growing up. Or what's yeah. the deal? Yes. Although, and yeah. Cersei Ronan, oh, she reverse immigrated, so she's Irish. Born in yeah. the United States, though. Oh, right, yeah. Irish, she was American. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> sorry. Tom Holland, we got Tom Holland. And then finally I have, um, not under 30, but Emma Stone is only 30 years old. She's Louise. I feel like she's been in our lives for a long time, because she has. Yep, she has. She's seen, she's, uh... Come and gone from a Spider-Man franchise. That's how long yeah. she's been around. Yeah, that's true. She was in a. Oh boy, those are bad. Those are bad. Uh, the new First ones are. The new okay. one is was good, and um, I'd also like to mention. Speaking of Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man Zendaya. 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 She's only 22, and she she's plays. She's gonna be in Dune. Yeah, she plays Mary Jane in the new X uh, Spider-Man movie, and she was really charming in that. And I heard she has a really big role in the next one. And gonna be in Dune. When's the next uh, Spider-Man movie come out? Soon, I think Seven. in a couple weeks. Easy A is a good movie. Um, and I'm good. I'm done. That's it. Oh, you're done. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about Ansel Elgort. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know he had a he had a real chance. He had a real chance when that drive he's driving a, movie came he's out, American. and then I think he uh, maybe he blew it. He does not seem like a nice guy. He seems like a douche. Oh, really? I have no reason to believe that except for his face. Yeah, he's got a punchable face, yeah. but I don't know if that's fair. He's, and like kind of playing into that, he's playing um, the main character in the Goldfinch adaptation, which... Oh, yeah, I still need uh, to read that book. I don't know if it should be made into a movie because it's so fucking depressing, but, you know, whatever. yeah. Um, Heard. I actually thought he was pretty good in Baby Driver. I never saw that uh, his teen romance, The Fault in Our Stars, but I don't know. I just feel like he wants to be Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either. far too punchable. But he's still he's, getting tons of work, and hes I don't think he's going away anytime soon. What's he got coming up? He's going to be in The Goldfinch, as I said. He's going to be in West Side Story, a movie make remake, and um, he's going to be in a TV show called Tokyo Vice. Cool. It's probably like um, Rush Hour. It's like a Rush Hour reboot. Well, I but, think it's like Miami Vice, but... But he's the whitest person that America's a, ever produced. <laughs> a Western journalist working for a publication in Tokyo takes on one of the city's most powerful crime bosses. Oh, okay. So it's like Spotlight, but with en- Enzo Elgort in Tokyo. <laughs> gotcha. Yep. Hopefully less uh, child abuse. Uh, okay, so I want to mention also John Boyega. He's only 27. Oh, yay. We got a Star Wars man. Yep. Who I He's like. good. I watched uh, Attack the Block. That was a good jam. Yep, all the Stranger Things kids. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I like them all. Uh, Lucas Hedges, only 22. Very young. Wow. Him Amazing. and Timothy Chalamet really are the same. Yeah, they are. Stuff. I watched that movie where the, he went to gay conversion therapy. Boy Erased. Um, Boy Erased, I watched that on the plane to China, and holy gosh, that was a, um, that was a, a, that was a lot of tension. He's good. Man, he's really good. He was, there was a lot of crying 
from was, me and people in the movie. <laughs> he was, I mean, Manchester by the Sea, that, he didn't have to do, like, a lot of the heavy lifting, but he certainly provided some depth to that film. Yeah, he helped a lot. He helped a lot. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was good. Yep. Yeah, he's doing things, oh, Timothy, okay. and uh, they'll, they'll all fondly remember um, Lady Bird someday when Timothy Chalamet and and Lucas Hedges were both dating the same, the same also person on my list. Schwer, she's That movie had like that movie had a lot of people on our list. Well, that's what's so fun about these teen movies. I mean, it like really highlights people who are just like on the up and up. Like for the Booksmart crowd, I thought that the standout actor. I mean, Caitlin Dever and Beanie Feldstein, Jonah Hill's sister, um, who played the main character, who was also in Lady Bird. Um, I thought she was, like, Beanie Feldstein was just the best. She's so fucking hilarious. But the standout actor for me in that movie was someone I haven't really seen before, but she's been in stuff, and that's Billy Lord. Do you know who that is? Oh, uh, I, the name sounds familiar. So she's a little older. She's 26, but she's uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Oh, okay. She, What's she been in? She is in Star Wars, so she's in the newer Star Wars. Uh, she plays, like, a lieutenant or something. But okay. she was she like just stole the show in Booksmart. She's so hilarious. Cool. Other people from Booksmart that I like are Skylar Gizondo. He played Jared in Booksmart, and he's also I know him because he's the kid, the son in Santa Clarita Diet, a Netflix show that I watch, which is surprisingly incredible. Huh. I watched an episode of that and hated it. Yeah, it's not. It's like you can't expect anything other than what it is but it's good. Oh, yeah. And then that there's was another, what I expected. <laughs> there's another famous kid, um, like a famous person's kid. Oh, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son is in Booksmart. Mason Gooding. Cuba Gooding the third, the second? Mason. Mason, gotcha. He's really good. He's very, very good looking. All right. I'll, I'll probably go see it tonight. We'll do, yeah, a, we'll do it, a redo. It's great. See if the theater's not on fire this time. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else is on my list. I said, I mentioned Lakeith Stanfield. He's only 27. I really want to see Sorry to Bother You, as you said as well. I think that's it. Zoe Kravitz cool. is 30, so she's she's too old. Is it Zoe or Zoe? Zoe? It's, Zoe? It's spelled... Zoe is not a name. Zoe Kravitz. It's spelled Z-O-E. That's how you spell Zoe. <laughs> Don't you put an Y at the end? Uh, uh Maybe sometimes... Um, I don't know. I think oh, her name is oh. Zoe Kravitz. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not a friggin' spelling doctor over uh-huh. here, but I think it's I think it's Zoe Kravitz. Um, maybe it's Zoo. Zoe. Zoe. Who knows? Are you going right. to Zoe my way? That's all I have for youngins. Good, good, good. I think we did a good job. There's a lot of really talented young actors right now, and I'm very excited about it. That's true. Something to be happy about. In the films, they're all just going to go in Marvel movies, even though all some of them already are. It's all the the funnel. Zoe Kravitz is going to be Captain America in yep. the reboot. Yep. <sighs> Do you want to uh, press rewind to a time before there were Marvel movies and talk about our book club book? Yeah, let's do that. Do you want to? What's a re- rewind noise? Oh, you know what? <laughs> Yeah. I, think I, I, have, I think I got it. I have a sound effect for us, Matt. Hold on one second, okay? Good, good, good. Sure, this is going to be worth it. Hope you don't cut this. Oh, I know what it is. I remembered. Hey, Jess, before you hit yep. that button, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
Are you ready? Are you hyped up for some movies I'm, of 1999? I'm hyped up. I hope you don't cut when you're walking around your house looking for that. <laughs> Gotta find the hype button. Yeah, so we, <laughs> we're talking about the movies of 1999. This book that we read is called Best Movie Year Ever. It was recently published, I think, a month ago, maybe two months ago, by Brian Raftery. Raftery, you got it. Raftery. Yeah, I loved it. I really liked the book. Me too. He made a very convincing argument for 1999 being the best movie year ever. And yeah. I think both of us would have said 1998 before reading it. Mm, um, I still think that, and I can explain why. Well, but... I think 1998 had movies that we that we like better, but I think his I think his uh, his hashtag thesis might have been more that. 1999 was transformative in a lot of ways yeah. in terms of how the industry worked and like for a small example the Blair Witch Project there's now a hundred million movies that are basically versions of the Blair Witch Project like the found footage the hand cam stuff yeah, that the, was totally you know, new things like that that I, I think that was more his point I don't know that he necessarily loved every single movie that he wrote about um, I mean, like Blair Witch Project's not a good movie. Uh, it's a terrible movie, but it did it did start a whole new genre. Yeah, I think he he focused on films that made an impact beyond 1999. That was like yeah. his central thing. So, like for example, at one point he mentions the Cider House Rules, but only because it was a movie that won an Academy Award over like being John Malkovich or something. And so he yeah. only references it because that movie has not had any sort of staying power. Like, no teenager is going to watch the Cider House Rules unless they're, like, hanging out with their grandparent. Yeah, nor are they going to watch Being John Malkovich because teenagers are a bunch of jerks. Um, and Being John Malkovich is so dark. That shot's fired at teenagers. <laughs> I'm going to hype that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I work with teenagers, and they do not watch – they do not watch uh, – cool movies that were made before well i don't know maybe just the kids in my school they don't watch cool movies that were made before 2010 a kid said that i was being very undude once and i was like oh my gosh you've seen big lebowski and he's like what's big lebowski and i was like okay you just saw it on a on like a um like a twitter feed or i don't know what what kids look at these days it's broken hmm. whole system's broken okay well that's your opinion man uh so <laughs> nice <job. laughs> what's that from that's just your opinion. Oh, that's from a movie that came out in 1998, the best movie year. Uh, anyway. That was a big Lebowski quote. What are you talking that's about? That's right. It came out in 1998. Oh, okay. I thought you were... Okay. No. I confused myself and you. All right. Um, so, the book... We're what talking was, about this book. What was the biggest impact that it had on you? What made the biggest impact on you um, from the book? Boy, I don't remember anything from the book. <laughs> Jesus uh, Like we talked about before. But I, I, the thing that I thought was the most interesting was the the parts about Three Kings and the Blair Witch Project. Three Kings just because uh, David O. Russell is just an interesting character, and Spike Jones is a very interesting character, mm. which I didn't know. I didn't know a lot about him. Like I've seen all of his movies and any movie that he's in, um, and a lot of the weird music videos he's directed. But I didn't know a lot about him, and that was just fascinating that he came from this like weird skateboarding culture, and and like basically he's basically living a performance art. Yeah, piece. I mean, I um, I do remember when the Fat Boy Slim video came out for uh, I don't know which one it was that he was Praise You, Praise You, yeah. 
Or um, they're dancing in a mall. Yeah, and I remember being like, I've heard that Spike Jones, but I'm not sure. And the reason there was like so much confusion is because he was like, no, that's not me. Yeah, and the internet barely existed at that yeah. point. Yeah, so and he had like an alter phone. ego that he had invented, and but no, but he like basically made it seem like it was a totally distinct person. Yeah, he's like a community dance. Yeah, so he's just like his whole life, as you said, is like performative art. Yeah, and he just does weird movies, not very many of them, and. The last thing he directed, I think, was that. Uh, did you see that Her? perfume commercial? Oh no. Um, it had it had an actress who I feel like is probably going to be blowing up. It was the Kenzo World, the new fragrance. I, I bet you've seen this video. Um, and it has uh, what is her name? Margaret Qualley, who is know. going down the rabbit hole here. Qualley, I don't know how to say it. I think she's. Famous person's daughter. Oh, Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell is her mom. Mm. And she was in Nice Guys and The Leftovers. Ah. She's got she's got some big stuff coming up. Okay. So anyway, it's yeah, it's her like dancing through a. It's just very Spike Jones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd recommend it. It's pretty cool. Um, pretty interesting. Watched a lot of his Bjork so, videos. Um, I can't watch Bjork videos. <laughs> yeah, I thought the most interesting part of the book was how he was basically like columbine really fucked up how people viewed like the responsibility of movies to like inform kids actions like it's crazy how the matrix came out like two months after columbine happened and like they were dressed in trench coats carrying automatic weapons through buildings they actually were not dressed in trench coats or carrying automatic weapons but i hear what you're saying well well, Um, leather what are you talking yeah. about he was Sorry. Keanu Reeves wearing read, a trench coat in the office building oh scene. I I thought you meant the Columbine the Columbine kids were wearing dusters and carrying semi-automatic weapons I read a book about Columbine and it was fascinating and terrifying but it was also about how like everybody there's like a lot of rumors that started around then and there was no way to like correct rumors yeah at that point. nor so they is were there not, now they were not goth kids right yeah, they were like yeah. they were like on the baseball team. They were popular. They weren't wearing trench coats. They yeah, just like all this weird stuff. But, so I wonder if like the Matrix had a part to play in people like uh, projecting those types of characters onto the Columbine kids. Yeah, probably didn't help. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that was interesting. That was interesting like, too. Like basically any movie with violence, like Fight Club, too. They're basically right. like, how could you do this? Yeah. Every time stuff like that happens in America, everyone's like, "How can we blame Hollywood? Yeah, how can we for blame all of the exactly problems with like guns yeah. and mental health and blah?" I mean, it probably there probably would be less violence if there was no violence in the media. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, like playing video games does definitely teach you how to kill people, but like it doesn't mean that you're gonna go kill people. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if there's, I wonder if there's been a. I'm sure there's been a study done, but do. How, how many of these, like, mass shooter people actually play, like, violent video games? Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I'll tell you what, like, nothing brings me greater joy than, like, ramming an axe into somebody's face in Assassin's Creed. But, like, that's just not who I am outside of that game. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. I, kn- I know you axe everybody's face. Yeah, I love axing faces. You um, say, let me ax-, ax you something, and then you ax their face. Ax. <laughs> ask you a question. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, I you thought I didn't think they were tuning in for this, but I thought um, we are. I also thought the Matrix thing was kind of interesting. The the author made like a really interesting point where it's very bizarre that the men's rights movement appropriated uh, the red pill concept from the oh, Matrix yeah. because like that it was directed by two people yeah. who are now siblings that used to be brothers. And yeah, it was made by two about, transgender like, women. Yeah, it had like a super diverse cast, and it was basically about like a dystopian reality that we've created because of things that would like be born out of something like a men's rights movement. I was reading an an article. Um, someone someone spent like probably too much time to still have good mental health, but a journalist spent a lot of time in the um, incel, the the mm. involuntary celibacy um, groups online, which are all like men who many of them end up committing or praising mass violence or yeah. just um or trying to like in uh, try to like rally things like that i mean it's that's like obviously a fringe of it but they're all like pretty sick people who blame women for the fact that they can't um have sex um and think that like the world discriminates against them for being ugly and living in their parents basement so anyway long story short this guy spent a lot of time on the on the like message boards and chats and stuff of those forums and then wrote a um, expose on it and he said that there's tons and tons of talk about that like red pill blue pill stuff well that's the for the the subreddit for the men's rights movement is oh, called blue, the red, red pill red pill that's the subreddit name yep which is just like god you're so dumb yeah you're just so Reeves dumb. would not approve i feel like that's a pretty common thread though of like tools just appropriating things that are made by basically basically the exact opposite demographic yeah with no concept of irony yeah yeah Yeah. it's kind of it's very pathetic Um, very on brand sometimes tools just have no no sense of irony or self-decency um uh speaking of keanu reeves which we weren't um (laughs) kind of tangentially um and without giving anything away there's a cameo in always be my maybe that will just knock your Knock your nads well, off. Well, it's in the trailer. He he appears in the oh, trailer. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's well, very, then I'm not, not ruining everything. It seems it's, very great. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Yeah. 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 He's playing, like, an alternate universe himself, Keanu Reeves. Like, um, yeah. It's just he's, incredible. He's meta now. He's officially achieved meta status. Yeah. Yep. Everybody knows that he's the, the nicest person on Earth, so he... He plays like a mix of like I think who he really is and the exact opposite of who he really mm-hmm. is. Uh, it's yeah. the perfect combination. <laughs> it's brilliant. I think who he really is is the perfect combination. Yeah. But for the role, it was great. It was really funny. I found uh, some other themes of the book to be uh, this like feeling of a pre-9-11 utopia. He sort of oh, like, yeah. talked about how like we were on the brink of exploding. Mm, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in terms of movies like American Beauty and, uh, like, Virgin Suicides and Magnolia, stuff like that, just, like, family turn, turmoil, it also made me realize that Tom Cruise is just, like, ubiquitous. Like, he is the most person in Hollywood. Yeah, it was also interesting how, like, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff about him being really weird and kind of creeping people out, but it seems like everyone that anyone ever talks to in Hollywood just talks about how great Tom Cruise is. And what I always wonder is, is Tom Cruise really like a great, nice person? Or is there some kind of like a weird um, Scientology cabal in Hollywood where like if you speak ill of Tom Cruise, you'll sort of get like blacklisted? Yeah, but that would you think that would extend to like the author of this book? 
I mean, he didn't really have any, like, big well, but opinions he was, on him. He was just sort of reiterating what happened, but... But most of the book is interview, so, I yeah. mean, he just he just had some quotes about people talking about how great Tom Cruise is. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just, like, a really nice guy. I just know, like, throughout his history, he's done some weird things and said some weird things. But, yeah, it's it's almost like the Michael Jackson thing where everyone's like, we just kind of want to believe that there's nothing... That, that well, there's nothing wrong. Yeah, but Tom Cruise is not like a criminal. No, no, I know. Well, who knows? Yeah. Um, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this 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 kind of guise of like, oh, he's just the greatest guy. I met him and he was incredible. He, you know, he remembered my grandmother's birthday, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I don't know. I kind of think of Tom Cruise and I'm like, yeah, I love his movies. But I also remember him like making fun of people for saying that postpartum depression exists and yeah. jumping on, screaming on couches on Ellen, like. Being a little bit unhinged and belonging to what what could most easily be called a cult, yeah. a very large cult. Um, but yeah, people seem to love him. I mean, I guess maybe he's just a nice guy. Well, it could and be all like those a, other things are true. A very excellent coworker. Right. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to talk politics. You don't want to talk religion. But um, yeah. But they they bring you brownies. Yeah. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting was that I assume that the author is a Generation Xer because he really highlighted like all the great Generation X directors that were like taking over from the old club, like Martin Scorsese and Coppola and, uh, well, he, he did talk about Stanley Kubrick, but like he really tried to highlight all the young directors at the time, like Paul Thomas Anderson and M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, Shyamalan Ding Dong. And yeah, Fincher that was another... to some extent. And... Yeah. Another thing I did enjoy was the, I mean, I just love this book. The whole thing was interesting. There yeah, wasn't was a cool. single section that was not uh, kind of well-formed, yeah. but I also liked the Eyes Wide Shut part because I, I really, um, I think that movie is underrated. Totally. And uh, yeah, so I feel like that was cool too, just how that got working, how that got going. We've always liked that movie. Like, I remember we, we watched that movie multiple times together. Like, it's just so I good. Thought, I thought you didn't like, I thought you didn't like it that much. Oh yeah, I like Eyes Wide Shut. It's great. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a fantastic movie. What's the password? Uh, uh, Fidelio. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fidelio. <laughs> I did yeah. think it was interesting that like, there's a pretty high likelihood that like, we didn't see the version of the movie that Kubrick wanted people to see, which is like kind right. of not really saying anything. Cause like he was editing all of his movies, like 20 years past their release date. But um, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Total nut job. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, I thought it was cool too that the guy who played the piano player in that was like some random yeah. dude that had been in like something Kubrick saw like years ago. Todd and Field. Then Stanley, Todd Field, and yes, Kubrick called him up. And he's like, "There's a role in a movie that you have to play. Nothing else will do." Mm. He was really good though. He seemed like a real person. He yeah. he didn't seem like he was acting. I kind of liked it. There's something very like casual about that role for whatever reason. It, it worked. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Anya. You want me to just list some of these movies that were made in 1999? Sure. So Star Wars, the Phantom Menace. There's a pretty funny section on that. Um, oh, yeah. The Matrix, Fight Club, Office Space. That was a pretty good one. I like that section. Election, Blair Witch, Sixth Sense. I like the Sixth Sense section a lot. It was good. It was it was alright. The Insider, Three Kings, Virgin Suicides, Being John Malkovich, Magnolia, American Beauty, Boys Don't Cry. I thought that section was really good. That was good. Yeah, and, how they found a, how hard it was to find someone who could play that role. Yeah, and it's crazy that they were filming 
during the time that Matthew Shepard got murdered. Wait. Oh, like, yeah. They the were train. filming Boys yeah. Don't Cry while that happened. Yeah. Which is crazy. Heavy. Ten Things I Hate About You, Best Man Wedding, The Wood, Cruel Intentions, Eyes Wide Shut, The Iron Giant, Toy Story 2, Awesome Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, Notting Hill, American Pie, Go, South Park, Any Given Sunday, and A Talented Mr. Ripley. And did they talk about all of those movies in they the did, book? They didn't talk about some of the later ones. They didn't talk about Toy Story yeah. 2, Austin Powers, Notting Hill, South Park. They might have mentioned South Park, and they didn't talk about Any Given Sunday or Talented Mr. Ripley, but they talked about everything else. Yeah, The Insider and Election were two movies I didn't really like. Same. And... For that reason, I didn't really, I didn't find those sections particularly interesting, but um, yeah, great mm. book. I would definitely recommend it. Totally. Yeah. So what's your favorite movie from 1999, Matt? Oh, man. That's tough. I mean, The Matrix is so good. Oh, my God. I just watched it. I know you it. watched it. Oh, yeah, you watched it recently. God. It's incredible. Yeah. Everything the about is so it good. is perfect. I mean, I love Three Kings. I'll say oh, Three yeah. Kings is an, an amazing movie. The cast of Three Kings is so good. Yeah, like it Spike really Jones. is perfect. It is, ice cube is so fun to watch and that ice cube is amazing yeah it is pretty funny that is an amazing movie. uh george clooney and uh david o russell got into a fist fight <laughs> yeah I, I could see that i mean they both seem to be pretty willful people yeah. and i know that david o russell is is pretty roundly accepted to be an asshole yeah so it i did... could see i could see um uh, george clooney just not not putting up with shit like that he's yeah. kind of into like human rights and stuff like that and it seems like david o russell doesn't always doesn't always want to give people their due. Yeah. So. I, I thought, like, the interview style of the book was really awesome because it sort of highlighted that, like, being a movie star is really, like, interviewing movie stars is cool because, like, they just know how to deliver lines. Like, a lot of the interview yeah. quotes were just like, I was like, oh, man, that's so perfectly said. Like, it yeah. just, like, it stuck with you. And then also I think he did a good job conveying, like, how stressful acting can be and directing to some extent. Like, you have to care about money. You have to care about media response. Like, everybody's going to, like, paint you in a different way. Like, uh, for the Boys Don't Cry movie, the director got, like, a ton of shit from, like, the girlfriend of uh, Brandon Oh, Tina. yeah. Right. And, like, God, that must have been, like, the worst thing ever. Like, they tried to sue yeah. them. Like, all this bullshit. It's really cool. It's like making all those biopics is, uh, yeah, it's probably a thankless job. Yeah, it was good. That guy should uh, that guy should write another book called Second Best Movie Year Ever about 1998. Yeah, and let me tell you why. I have a list. <laughs> I have another oh list. Boy. 1998 is a I think has better has movies that are better. So like Saving Private Ryan was better than any movie made in 1999. Not as not Oscar winner Saving Private Ryan. Not Oscar winner. Well, I don't know. I guess The Matrix is sort of a different type of thing, but like Saving Private Ryan is just an incredible movie. Yeah, it's a better movie, but it's not, you know, it, it didn't, like, break any rules. Yeah, and, and he does make a point, like, this author in the 1999 book, he does make a point that, like, you can make successful arguments for any year. Like, every year is good. Yeah. And, like, The Big the Big Lebowski came out in 1998, so, like, those two alone. That's yeah, Big Lebowski's, yeah, probably my favorite movie, yeah. if I'm forced to pick. And, like, you can make the same argument for multiple movies year by year. Like, in 1999, he talks so much about how Cruel Intentions was, like, such a big thing because two women make out. But, like, Wild Things came out in 1998. Yeah, that was wild. Like, I'll see your two kiss women in Central sure made Park and raise you to lesbian sex in a pool. Yeah, but Cruel Intentions was made to be, like, a mass market, like, a, a kind of like a teen movie. 
Whereas yes. Cruel Intentions was like, oh, this is a movie where two women make out. Like, you're going for the, you know. And they the... showed Kevin Bacon's dong in it, which is gross. Yeah, his bacon strip. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> the old hang down. Yep. yep. Uh, there's something about Mary. 1998. Yeah, great movie. Great movie. Uh, Fallen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just about to start whistling the song, but then I stopped. Oh my Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, can't Hardly Wait, City of Angels, The Faculty. There's some good teen stuff. Um, the Siege, which is not a movie you could make post 9 11. Yeah. Good God. Racist. Uh, U.S. Marshals, Sphere, The X Files, Lethal Weapon 4. God, they're just all so good. A Civil Action. Mulan, Blade, The Prince of Egypt, Bugs Life, Ants, Man in the Iron Mask, Great Expectations, The Wedding Singer, and Waterboy. Big year for Adam Sandler. I was explaining Suspiria to a friend of mine using, basically talking about Blade, like the ending is like Blade. People's heads just start exploding (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) It's like Blade Blade hovers at a, a seven and a half, except for that Blood Rain scene as like an eight. And then at the end, it's just an 11, just like distended people's heads, like swelling up and exploding and um, Stephen Dorf, Stephen Dorf goo everywhere. Yeah, there's a lot of Stephen Dorf goo. Uh, (laughs) You've got mail, fear and loathing in Las Vegas, lock, stock and two smoking barrels. And also the author from 1999 book appropriated a few movies. Run Lola Run, Rushmore and Thin Red Line all came out in 1998. Oh, yeah, what's the deal with that? I think it was just, like, a release date thing. So, And he did yeah. mention it, I think, in the preface that, like, a few came out in, like, December. Like, okay, so The Thin Red Line came out in December of 1998, but its mass release was in 1999, so he counted it. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were doing, like, the, 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 um, the what is it called, um, where they take them to the, the things, Berlala. Uh, Festivals? Sundance. Yeah, the festival circuit. There we go. Yeah, I guess, like, if a movie comes out on Christmas Day, can it be eligible for an Academy Award that year? Uh, yes. I want to say yes. No. no. I mean, there's no... Oh. Because the Academy wait, Awards aren't until, like, March 1st or the first Oh, yeah. That month, yeah, then that's why, they, that's why they have them later. Yeah, there's just some criteria. It's, like, how many... How many studio or how many theaters they show in for how long and something like that so sometimes they'll do like an i don't know yeah they like fudge release stuff to try to get it and get it in certain years Uh, i don't know yeah yeah i did think um another cool thing about the book was how this came from the interview portion where like they were talking about how stressful it is for a director to try to get an r rating from nc-17 right what was the movie they were talking about i think there are a couple i think eyes wide shut and boys don't cry okay did they also talk about the um south park movie mm, with yes that? yep i think they brought that into it yeah. yeah or in the boys don't cry like you can't it's weird like the mpaa board i didn't know this is just like a bunch of parents and a priest yeah like what yeah the I, li- fuck? I listened to a, i listened to a podcast about it there's a documentary about it where they're yeah. trying to like interview people and it's very secretive and very messed up and yeah it's just like a bunch of conservative parents it's like the uh, opposite of the supreme court too because you can't use any precedent like you can't talk about any other movies yeah it's totally stupid yeah it's just a bunch of yeah which is why i I think the boys don't cry people were like the south park movie just got an r rating and they show somebody shooting al gore in the head yeah (laughs) although it is is a cartoon but sure sure it comes up a lot in terms of like gay representation in movies because they'll be yeah, the you know, a gay, a gay sex scene that's, that's you know, objectively 
uh, no more graphic than a, a heterosexual one, and they'll they'll just make it NC-17 because it's a bunch of conservative parents. And it is strange that it's all sex-based, too. Like, there's a graphic murder in Boys Don't Cry, but they didn't have any problem with that. They had a problem with someone wiping their mouth after performing oral sex. Like, yeah, what is yeah, worse? That's just an American movie thing where, Oof. like, well, yeah, we're afraid to send our kids to to see Timothy Chalamet ejaculating into a peach, but then we'll we'll let him go watch Doom or Blade or whatever. Yeah. See Timothy or uh, see Stephen Dorff's head explode. Yeah, cut someone's head off. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Good for us. Well, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was a great book. I would totally recommend it. Best movie year ever. Best movie year ever. Um, before we go, speaking of book reviews, we, we don't have to do another book review, but I just started reading the book Go Like Hell, Ford Ferrari, and the Battle for Speed and Glory at Le Mans. And I believe that is the source material for the upcoming movie Ford vs. Ferrari. Yes, or, I think so. It's um, with Matt Damon with, uh, and, and Christian Bale. Yeah. Uh, Bale. Well, maybe McConaughey's in it too. Oh, the Christian Damon, Bale. Yeah. Christian Bale is like the other the the other main guy. Um. So yeah, I, I heard it was really good, and then I saw that trailer, and I was like, huh, what's the source material for this? The I'm book not I'm sure reading. It's exactly based on. Well, no, I got the book after. I'm not sure oh. it's exactly based on. Um. Uh. This. Yeah. This is not really a book I'd read. Um. If it weren't for the fact that I heard it was good, and uh, Christian Bale and. Matt Damon are in a movie um, based on it. So I'm not sure it's strictly the source material, but it's the story. So anyway, cool. Cool. That's awesome. Cool. Have you seen the preview for Ad Astra? <laughs> I have. Um, it looks fairly preposterous. Yeah, yeah it's a little ridiculous. Uh, I heard that the but... director just gives bananas interviews. Oh, really? Yeah. He's a crazy person? Yeah, I think in a good way, but I'm, I'm not positive. We, maybe we can right. talk about it more at a later date. I, 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 I did like that scene where he like falls off of the the low... It appears to be a low-orbit space station because he falls <laughs> off of it and back to Earth. I'm not sure what's keeping it... Uh, I'm not sure what's keeping that space station from doing the same. <laughs> but he, but like the physics aside, um, it, that was that just looked cool. I, I thought that was that was neat. So, Brad Pitt's I'm getting interested. his space movie. Keep an eye on it. Yeah. Yep. The original Space About Monkey. damn time. I hope you guys all enjoyed our book review, and I hope you read read the book. Yeah, or you've already read the book. Yeah. And if you have questions or comments about the book, or movies that are coming up, yep. or a topic you'd like us to discuss, or a Facebook. question you'd like us to ask and answer. Facebook, email. Hello. I'm going to check our email. That's Oh, yeah, point. good idea. Uh, email is showmethemoviepod at gmail.com. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Show me the movie pie. Yes, nailed it. Mm-hmm. And Facebook is Show Me the Movie. Or Show Me the Movie Pod. You'll find show it. Show Me the Movie Podcast on Facebook. There we yeah. go. Yep, That's we're on the SoundCloud. One. Do that. Other yep. stuff. It's good. Yeah. Do that and other stuff. Do that and other stuff. All right. Uh, talk to you soon, Maddie. Sounds good. Bye bye. Bye.